within your thesis of, I guess, Web3 Social and your love for consumer, where do you think curation plays a role in all of this? Yeah, so I wrote about curation actually before I was working full-time in Web3. And I basically said that there's a ton of noise online. There's so much new information being created every day and that the real opportunities in the future are going to be in people who understand how to sort signal from noise and can basically have that trickle-down effect of, of curating and then curators who will curate that. And then you keep curating all the way down. And you as a user or as kind of like a, yeah, as a user of the internet, you're going to want to put your trust in these curators to tell you what's worth spending your time and attention on. Um, and actually, there were a bunch of people who are friends of mine now, but were in Web3 and read this and they were like, Gabby, you're missing the point. This is crypto. Um, and so it's been cool kind of seeing how that thesis has changed for me and how I've learned over time. I think actually in my ideal world, I don't know if this will ever happen, but my kind of like ideal end state for curation is maybe every asset or every piece of content on the internet is traceable and has provenance like like an nft mm -hmm. and you can track the quote unquote mileage of a piece of content on the web so a good example is actually i have a fair number of friends who work in crypto but kind of got into the space because they were running these really big instagram accounts um, like the at girl account or, you know, like just girly things or whatever, but like these sort of meme accounts that got really, really big. And essentially a lot of these accounts, accounts don't create any net new information. All they do is they take screenshots of, you know, at the time Tumblr or tweets and they, you know, or existing memes and they basically curate them onto these pages and they have these really engaged audiences and then they make their money in the DMs by negotiating sponsorships. And it's crazy that so much value is created from these pages that don't actually create any unique content of their own. And they still exist today. I follow a ton of them. But how interesting would it be if all of those pieces of content were traceable back to the original place that they existed online? And perhaps there were streamed payments back to the original creators of that content. There's actually an interesting curation protocol that I've been seeing emerge online, but I really don't know too much about it. So I guess this is my alpha on the podcast, but <laughs> it's the Entropy Twitter account. It's like Entropy with three N's or something like that. And there's a bunch of really interesting assets or like pieces of media or pieces of content being curated. And you can see individuals are curating them through this protocol. But what's really interesting is this account Entropy has been able to build up such a powerful and large following in a short amount of time by being someone who can separate that signal from noise. And it's a really, really high value part of the stack to exist in on the internet. Um, so generally like this idea of internet native brands created by way of curation is very interesting. On Instagram, some of the ones that I think are interesting are Hidden New York or New Bottega or Furniture Archive. And the people behind this account, like they don't make money by um, having their own personality on the account, but it's just the things that they've curated and mm -hmm. their taste. And it's, it's particularly interesting. I, I write about this in one of my pieces, but basically the impression to entertain like a TikToker who's like dancing, no hate to that at all. It's like also a very interesting <laughs> conversation, but the impression to entertain like someone like that on TikTok um, versus the ability to convert someone to making a purchase are 
largely kind of misunderstood as being the same thing. And they're very different. And the latter, you know, the ability to convert someone to make a purchase, you see it happen a lot with these anonymous curatorial identities online. Specifically in Web3, some of the interesting ones are uh, collector DAOs. So for example, TCG Crypto, we hold a seat in Flamingo DAO, which pools capital together to basically curate NFTs across the web. Um, or we also invested recently in a company called Archive, which aims to be the first decentralized physical museum curating these one-of-one physical assets and wrapping them in a smart contract. And essentially with both of these examples, Flamingo, Archive, where you can think of Pleaser or Fingerprints or you know all of these other kind of collector DAO examples, you can think of it sort of as this analogy. You go to the Louvre to see the Mona Lisa, but you also go to see the Mona Lisa because it's in the Louvre. And by way of collecting valuable pieces of art and culture, the Louvre has created this sense of brand equity that now the assets they continue to curate will appreciate in value by way of being underneath that umbrella and that brand. And you're starting to see similar things happen with these internet native brands like Flamingo, like Archive, like Hidden New York or New Bottega, right? The screenshots that they take and put on these curatorial accounts help drive trends forward. Um, and so that sense of curation is super interesting to me.